it's a talk comics to me time. It's Thursday, absolutely Thursday this time around. It's 11, 11, 21. Oh, so make a wish. I don't know what to wish for, so I'm not going to make a wish. I wish for money. Okay. Oh, sorry. You're not supposed to say it out loud, otherwise it won't come true. Don't you know that? <laughs> I know, right? Uh, hey, I'm Champ Champenstein. I am Heather Hadfield. And we're here to talk about comic books. We didn't get as many as the last couple of weeks, so... It's been pretty chill. Yeah, don't worry about it. <clears throat> Pardon me. Heather, do you want to do you want to start us off with yeah. some Rob Williams books? Yeah, Robin Williams. Um, I... <laughs> I bet, I bet that dude gets that all the time and fucking hates it. <laughs> Probably. I, do you remember I told you my favorite comments about Robin Williams was how someone was like my favorite actor, Robert Williams. And I like just, I can't even think about that video without tearing up because that was one of the best comments that I've ever read. Anyway, okay, this is out. This is issue number two of five. Um, this is about Nazis who discover a, an ancient vampire they awaken it and they're going to use it as their secret weapon in the war uh, this takes place in obviously 1944 during world war ii in a prisoner of war camp one of the main characters nakona he is a um, translator is what i'm gonna i don't remember what his like exact title is but he is in this prisoner of war camp because he is a gay man and he is really good with language he can understand a lot a lot of languages he speaks a lot and the ancient vampire that they have brought to life he understands what he's saying and that's just kind of what happens in this issue so i think that he's gonna befriend the vampire and they're gonna they're gonna be best friends that's what i hope anyway uh for a horror friends. story yeah uh i really enjoy enjoy this book I do enjoy most stories about World War II. Uh, I especially and, and love vampires. Yeah, and vampires and gays. Um, <laughs> and gays. But I, I think the thing that I really... We love the gays here. Oh, we don't, love the gays. Yeah. I think one of the things that I do like the most about this is they're taking all of my favorite things and they're doing it in a way that doesn't really seem forced because, of course, it makes sense that the Nazis would find something like this and try to use it as a weapon without knowing anything about it. Yeah. So this... Is surprisingly enjoyable. Uh, the the art's really cool. Like the covers are all really macabre, and I just really, I really, really enjoy this book. So two out of five. There's gonna be not popcorns. It's issue two. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wow. I would say probably ten popcorns. It's just a very enjoyable, like kind of eerie feeling story. Yeah. Oh, cool. I'm glad you like it. Yeah. It I, makes me happy. I, I special ordered the first one and then immediately just added it to my poll because I don't know why I just didn't. Yeah, I mean, sometimes with those AWA books, you yeah. just don't know. And I think the another thing was I had never, as far as I know anyway, I'd never read anything by any of the creators mm-hmm. of that book. So I just didn't know what to expect, but it's it's really it's really good. I like it a lot. Okay. Well, cool. Very good. I like that. Yeah. I do really like that. It makes me happy. For I that. know it's. Uh, I think I'm gonna make you read it like once I'm once it's over because I do think like you're a fan of kind of campy horror movies and it does have like a weird '80s horror feel to it the way that the horror is done. So it's a bold assumption of you. <laughs> I look. I feel like I'm allowed to make these bold assumptions. Uh, who knows if you're wrong or right? No, not me. I don't even know. Uh, okay, so this is Murder Book. Um, this is a graphic memoir of a true crime obsession. 
I have not gotten a chance to even. I mean, I kind of flipped through it. I don't know. There's things I don't know if I'll like about it. Just mainly the lettering. And it's kind of just like all very condensed, it feels like. But this is a book about... um, Here... Oh my god, how? Hillary Fitzgerald Campbell. I don't know what I was trying to say there. Hairly. <laughs> Can't even say the word Hillary. Nobody's name is safe in my mouth. Hairly. We are recording. I can say names any other time. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so yeah, Hil- Hillary. <laughs> You've been cursed. Oh my god. Uh, the murder book doesn't want me to speak. It's a true crime obsession. So yeah, she's obsessed with true crime and she's trying to like, she's like kind of talking about herself and like the fandom and all that sort of Fandom? Yeah, that's what it says in here. God, that makes me sick. A lifetime of Anne Rule super fandom. Sorry. Okay, and that makes more sense. That makes more sense. I was like, the murder fandom? (laughs) Ew. It has the armchair sleuthing part in here. I don't know. I just thought it'd be interesting, like an interesting, I don't know. I like true crime, but I'm not like that. Because I think there's something about that that's way different. And I just wanted to kind of get a glimpse into it, especially, I don't know, I feel like people have been really... Really hating on true crime people recently, just with like a lot of stuff, like the Gabby Petito case and stuff. I do feel like it comes in waves. Um, I am ninety percent of the time ashamed to admit that I enjoy true crime, mm-hmm. not the documentaries, the act of true crime. Yes, um, I get a lot of shit for that. But I, it's and it's like the weirdest thing. It's like you you guys watch football. That's disgusting. And you're going to come at me because I'm fascinated by true crime? Okay. Yeah, I suppose, like, there's a difference. Be- I, don't, I don't know. I really don't know because, like, I, you know, I just see, like, tweets or, like, random, like, one-offs of just, like, calling true people who like true crime, like, basically Disney adults and stuff like that where it's just, like, uh, I don't know. But then it's just, like, I know that there is, like, an extreme to it as well. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. And, like, all those, like, podcasts that kind of, like, spurred out of that where it's just, like, I don't want to say wine moms, but. That's exactly what it is. That's why I can't, like, I know I know we've had this conversation before, but I do love listening to podcasts about true crime, but I am so picky with it because most of them run by women. And I hate saying it. I'm just not interested in, and it's not because of the information. It's because of the way that they talk about mm-hmm. it. It's, it's just very, um disturbing I guess to me like the only one that I've ever been able to listen to consistently and I have been since it came out is case file and that's just because it's not opinions it, they, he doesn't give his opinion he just gives you the straight facts like mm-hmm. the, the guy is even anonymous okay so and I, I just really I really like that like he does the research just talks about the crime and then what happens that's it no personal opinions, no personal stories, interjections, anything. It's just straight facts. But and I think that's probably why a lot of people have a problem with true crime is because people like to put their own opinions yeah. and like what they think happened and stuff, which is fine. But like a lot of the times, it's just very pretentious. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. <clears throat> you know, I suppose like my true crime is like somewhat limited because mm-hmm. it's like I've only read so many true crime books. 
and I've watched like just countless hours of forensic files and like anything related to true crime in any way like that's a documentary Mm -hmm. so I mean and that's really what got me interested in like the criminal justice system kind of and how that works it is fascinating because then it's like because then you're just like like watching it and you're like well this some of this doesn't seem very right 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 exactly And and then you're just like oh yeah no this is bad (laughs) <laughs> I, see, I feel like that yours is like a different situation. Like, I don't feel anything when I watch that kind of stuff other than like, you know, like that, that yeah. is very clearly wrong. Like the way that this case was handled was very wrong. But I don't know. I don't think a lot of people do I mean, that. Yeah, They're no. just in it for like, I don't, I don't even know. What did they get out of it? That's, I mean, like. I'm just being a, a dick now, so I'm, I'm not going to talk about it anymore. But okay, I have yeah, a lot of yeah. feelings about people who write about their true crime obsession. Um, we'll find out. Yeah. it's That's why I couldn't pick up that book, because I was like, that's a weird topic. You're not doing it about like true crime. You're doing it about your obsession with true crime. No one cares why you're into true crime. Well, here I am. I mean, with the book. I but that's just how I took it. Yeah, that no, might no, not be even what it's about. Yeah, I know. And like, I don't know. This it's interesting that we're having such a long discussion on like a book I haven't even gotten a chance to read yet. God damn it. <laughs> well, look, you bring up true crime with us, and it's like, I mean, something that we're both very interested yeah. in, and it's something that I have talked to you about multiple times about like doing a podcast about nebraska stuff Mm -hmm. like stuff that happens in the midwest but i won't do it and it's just because i don't want to be associated with those types of people yeah i mean you could do it anonymously but now you've told everybody yeah and i have a i feel like if i were to do it by myself i have a very they would either think it was me or you because (laughs) we get mixed up all the time i wouldn't be able to do it anonymously voice modulator i will or i'll just i'll get all the information and i'll have someone i know read it for me as in just someone that I know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, I think I should move on. Yeah, let's go on. Because I just on... like, yeah, we're on a tangent now. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a good tangent, but... You we'll know, get into we, that another yeah. time. And yeah, I think maybe we both should read it and actually do a podcast. Yes, I, I agree. Uh, so this is Black Manta. This is number three of six. This is a prelude to Aquaman. Aquaman. <laughs> Oh, Aquamans. Okay. Aquamans, like more than one man. That's that new one that's coming out, right? I, I guess so. I, I feel like I had seen something about it in the new previews, or the new DC Connect. Sorry. Um, there's a lot going on in this. I understand it, but I think I also am just, I'm reading too many books. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. I might be reading too many books. I do remember, like... But I think I I don't really want to explain it because I I don't it's three issues in and mm-hmm. I think every it's only six issues so every piece matters. But Black Manta is basically tapping into like his Atlantean side, it's and hot. there is a person. God, what's the person's name? Why their name was so memorable? I remember it. I was like thinking about it last night. I was like, and it's just because we're recording right now. <laughs> me sorry everybody hold on just pause just pause pause it don't pause it but devil ray that's his name oh, i was gonna say matt 
And the guy was just like Devil Ray. That's a that's a cool, yeah. that's a cool bad that's guy a name. Sick name. <laughs> so Devil Ray, as in like Stingray, or Ray, as in like Raymond. I maybe both. We'll I, I I won't know. We'll never know. So yeah, he's kind of trying to get into Black Manta's head, and also somewhat taking like his role in doing bad guy stuff. Okay, this is a stupid question. Is Black Manta is he a bad guy or a good guy? He is uh he is a bad guy. Okay, okay. This is kind of also like they're like things where they're talking about him and this like sense where like he could be a good guy, but he's just a bad guy. Okay. He chooses this. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Bad guy stuff. I do really like this book. I think the problem with me is like I don't have a lot of Aquaman knowledge and or mm. Black Manta knowledge. So I'm kind of coming at this like real blind. And I feel right. like it'll almost take till the next issue for me to kind of like settle into it. Because I like don't quite know the characters. And which is an unfortunate thing when you're coming at a book like this. Which right. Is, like I, a limited series that spins off from another story. That like is very dedicated to a character that's right. been built. So... That's my own my own fault. Like I said, I just thought the team was cool, and I was like, mm, we'll read it. An interesting idea yeah. for sure. Okay, so this is Sea of Stars. This is issue number I eleven. Said sea of Blood, and it <laughs> that would be a sick. Book that would title. be way cooler. Nobody steal that. We got it. That's ours. That's a copyright. Uh, sea of Blood. Sea of Blood, number eleven. <laughs> <laughs> so Sea of Stars, number eleven. We both thought this book was over, but now it is actually. Uh, yeah, over. I totally thought it was over. Uh, they they defeat the big bad with the wand and the kid. That's really all. There's more to it, obviously, but that's yeah. The story ends. There's a happy ending. Everyone gets what they want. Mm-hmm. It is a cute little story. Um, I did like it. I just like did not really. I wasn't into this issue because I thought it was over. I think it's just like I said before, I just didn't care. And I think that I came with like the break between issues. Mm-hmm. And that's like probably due to COVID and a lot of other things. But it's just like the the jolt. And it felt like stuff was happening, but not really happening. And I feel like just like this ramp up just like would have been really, like I don't know, maybe it would take a second reading as a full book that's what like I was all at say. once yeah. because i think like i don't think it's bad the art is really good the colors are gorgeous and it is a good story it's just mm-hmm. it, it i don't know it was a long time even between the last issue and this one mm-hmm. and I, so I, like yeah and the last issue like i suppose i now i'm like did i read it but i do remember now i don't remember i remember i did read it i don't know if you did i don't know if i did so I yeah I don't know. I'm just gonna have to go back and do a, yeah. a reread because I did I did enjoy it. I thought the characters were really good. Mm-hmm. I like the the change that happens between them as everything is happening and how the kid is goes from like super shitty little shit kid to like adult kid. Yeah, does what he needs to do, and I, the responsibility of his his father and his friends are his problem. So I do. I don't know. I like the the growth that you see happen between all the characters. I can agree with in that. In the story, yeah. So maybe, I don't know. I'll go back and like reread it and see if I feel any different. Because I didn't hate it. I just didn't really... I didn't care for it. I just yeah. didn't... I had no interest in it after the, I got it today. T- yesterday. Yeah. The day before. I don't know. Yeah. I. It is a book that like... Yeah, I didn't dislike. 
I, I liked it okay, but yeah, it is a book I don't I didn't care about, and especially at this end, I did not care about the characters. Right. I know that a character died that when that issue happened, I was like, well, that's that sucks, and but then it's just like on to the next thing. Yeah. So I don't know, and what it could be one of those things where you know just reading too many books at one time. So it very well could be, and again, the breaks in between did not help Mm-mm. to keep interest. Yeah. But yeah, that's all. Okay, um, I have Witch Blood. This is issue number eight. I do think that this is winding down, if I remember correctly. I feel like there's not very many issues left. But this issue in particular just goes into the history of Pax and how Pax became the god of vampires, essentially. Um, you get, yeah, the history of the group of vampires that he was with and potentially what his goal is going to be after becoming a god it's i like it enough um i think i took it off my poll but kept like the issues that were still technically like foc mm-hmm. for me i honestly cannot remember because i do love pax a lot i think he's fantastic if i was to be in any sort of evil group of vampires it would be his uh he just seems like a lot of fun that's all. That's chill. Yeah. I know you love bad guys. I do. I really do. And like a uh, bad guy like that. Come on. Look at him. Look at him. Look how mm-hmm. he dresses. Mm-hmm. I would follow him for the outfit alone. Yeah. I could see that. But anyway. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much it. It, it just kind of moved the story along. So you have an idea of maybe what Yana is going to be doing or what she feels like she needs to do to stop him. It's all right. It's an all right book. I don't care about the witches in this. I just care about the vampires. Yeah, that's that's what you said last time. Yeah, I could give a shit less about the witches. Okay, you want me to move on? Yes, please. Okay, this is six sidekicks of Trigger Keaton. This is issue number six. Is that the last one? It's the last one. It's six 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 six. Uh, they solve the murder. They confront the murderer. And then it ends on a little, oh, there's another mystery to potentially be solved. So so maybe a part two of uh, the maybe, series? Maybe a part two of the series. Okay. Which I honestly, like, I don't know. I don't think I would mind. It was a fun little book. Though, like, also at the same time, it'd be fine without it. Yeah. Like, I, I enjoyed the quickness. I loved all the characters. And I think they, like, develop them in a really interesting way but that would be unnecessary for a second like story arc and i don't know if it would be as fun because yeah they're already all kind of developed and they've kind of like played out what they can do Mm -hmm. but maybe not like maybe they do another set of characters but that wouldn't make sense so yeah i liked it a lot i had a lot of fun i liked the art a lot it was just a silly little it was a really silly book, just like, you know, stuntman, stuntmen trying to solve the murder that looked like a suicide of an ex, basically like Chuck Norris type. Yeah, I was going to say, um, he looks like Burt Reynolds. Yeah, he's just basically, basically, basically supposed to just be like an asshole actor who like can do karate or like kung fu or something okay 
who can who can fight yeah and he treats all of his like co-stars like shit that yeah that makes sense that sounds like hollywood (laughs) so that's that's what oh it's a fun like i said fun book because you just kind of see how like he treats all of these people and like they all kind of come together anyway it gives them an excuse to yeah that's why they can't figure out who did it is because (laughs) he treats them all terribly okay okay this is mamo this is issue number five. This is the last one in the series. This mm-hmm. just ties up the cute little adventure with uh, Joe and... Orla. Orla, yes. I was like, what the fuck is her name? Because I'm reading a, a book right now, actually, where the main character's name is Orla. Mm. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I've, I've never heard that name before this book, and now I'm just seeing it everywhere. So <laughs> that's cool. Uh, I love this story. Yeah, I did too. It was a very... It was really sweet and... I don't know. It's hard to describe because it's something in its own a little bit, too, where it's just like, I guess, a fairy tale almost. And I love the like flow of it. And I loved getting to the end and seeing like the finality of it and like what happens and how these characters relationship like blooms. I just and also I cannot get over the art and how it flows like it just like. It's, it makes you feel like you're there in a weird way. Like, it makes you just feel like you're, like, watching something. It's, I don't know even how to explain it. Like, it makes me feel a lot. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, they look real, but at the same time, like, exaggerated. And I, I, I love stories like that because it does have, like, a very real feel like the environment and stuff like that but there's like little things in it that put you back into like oh yeah this is just like a a fairy tale like Mm -hmm. you said and i i just think that's super cool it reminds me in a way of like over the garden wall yeah like those comics Mm -hmm. yeah because there are real people and they do look real but it's obviously like cartoony yeah yeah just story of friendship and family and love yeah i feel and, and magic yeah i feel like does definitely has like a miyazaki-ness mm-hmm. to it for sure and i don't think that's like purposeful or anything i just think that's like maybe where my brain is wired sometimes for this like type of story no and, like, it does type it of does art. yeah i think it's some of the the panels like some of the things that are said in there like this whole where is it there's one part in particular, this one. Mm-hmm. Like, I loved her, too. I don't know where to put that yet. It's just the things that are said in here. It's it's very purposeful. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I love this book. I think it's definitely worth it. Like, definitely worth picking up. I mean, it's technically a kid's book. Mm-hmm. And I think it would be just a lot of... I think it'd be nice, like... I don't know. I don't know if kids love like art, but I would... If I was a kid, the art would blow my fucking mind. Oh, as yeah. an adult, it blows my fucking mind. Yeah. But as a kid, like I, I would just lose my shit. It's yeah, no, it's something that I would definitely give to my little sister, like when she was younger, because she's very into like Miyazaki and like drawing mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And if this book came out when she was still very young, like I'm probably gonna give it to her for Christmas, to be honest. But yeah, I just feel like yeah, when she was little, she would have loved it and gone absolutely feral over it <laughs> yeah so good story good good characters good writing good art just 
overall a very good book, especially for a fucking like yeah kids book. It's mm-hmm. so strong. Yeah, the I don't know the whole like trauma of her relationship with the woman that raised her mm-hmm. is very relatable, <laughs> yeah, and I just like it that. shouldn't. The way that it was done was really gentle too, because it was like dealing with the trauma of that situation, mm-hmm. but not divulging too much of like what had happened. It was very good. Recommend it for sure. All right, bro. Okay. Take it away. Give it away. Give it away. Give it away now. Oh, you got sticky. Yeah, stuff. I remember it was like stuck to something yeah. at work. Um, okay, so I have. <laughs> This destroyed book, you know, me and my ruined You comics. literally ruined that comic. Uh, okay. This it's is something sticky and like this whole corner. I know. Bad. I don't know what happened to it. Anyway, this is Beyond the Black River. It's a Cimmerian book. Um, this is the last chapter of this particular story. Um, Conan is just saving a little village of people from the Picts. Picts. I don't know how to say it. Pikes. Um, but yeah, that's that's really it. It's him just defeating a bad guy and helping people. Just a classic little Conan story. And also, this reminds me of a Game of Thrones character. Uh, the, the asshole dude. The guy who was in the band. Over the roof. Or on top of the roof. You know that song? Oh my god. First of all. Well, Pardon me? On the rooftop? Um, why can't the the one that was like friends with Jamie Lannister? Yeah, that's who I, I know. I'm trying to think of his name. Um, yeah, he helped Tyrion. Bo- B. It starts with a B. Okay, let me. see. It starts with a B. I'm like, you might get there before me. No, I doubt it. I lost all of my Game of Thrones knowledge. And then I'll play the song for you real fast okay. during the podcast because it seems necessary. Oh my god, this is... Are you sure you can't think of it? I'm sure. Okay. I'm sure. I know he is played by um, a Flynn. Like, his last name is Flynn in oh, real life. yeah. Jerome Flynn. Yeah, that's but actually... I can't... Yeah, I can't... It's Braun. Braun, okay. I was thinking so, Bran, yeah. but I was like, no, dude, that's like not... I don't know why I could remember the actor's name, but not his. <laughs> yeah. Fucking weird. Anyway, it looks just like Jerome Flynn. Yeah, Jerome Flynn. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, that was like my favorite part of it. Um, funny story: his brother Johnny Flynn is actually in that movie Emma. I can't do that right now. Um, but yeah, Jerome Flynn is in that issue of Beyond the Black River. Uh, <laughs> Isn't that like one of the funniest things you've ever seen? Why? Why? <laughs> Why do I not know that? Uh, that was like one of the first things I learned about that dude after I saw him in Game of Thrones because of my friends Vince and Sophie. They were like, or and Chris, I think. I don't know. For oh some God. reason, I saw that right away, and that's all I can think about when I see that dude it's up on the roof. I hate that because now that's all I'm gonna think about too. Every time I see that dumb, stupid man's face, did you know that him and Cersei dated in real life and their relationship was so bad they couldn't ever film scenes together? Yeah. 
wonder why, why it was so bad. Probably because of that song. Probably because of that <laughs> fucking song. She probably made fun of it, and he did not like that. Because I, I would have, for sure. If I ever meet that guy in real life, I'm going to say, hey, drum. So what was going through your head? Why did you do that? Were you trying to be your little brother? <laughs> Johnny? Yeah, a successful musician. He does folk music and stuff. Sings with Laura Marling. He did a couple songs with Mumford and Sons. He's actually very talented. <laughs> the tangents this this week. I know. I have to be done by like 7.30 and I just can't. We'll get there. Okay, so this... On that note... <laughs> John. This is a... Phenomics. Uh, this is a book co-written by John Liquizamo, and uh, the other writers are Aram Rappaport, John Miazak, I'm sorry, bro, uh, Damien Slattery, and the art is by one person, or I guess technically several other people, because there is uh, the art is by Chris Batista. The inker is Sabrina Centrone. And the colors are by Christopher Sotomayor. So. Oh, my God. Um, I don't really want to talk about this book very much. I didn't dislike it as much as I thought it, I would. It's not worth $7. I will say that. Um, it is big. There's a lot of stuff in there. I'm an idiot. I just want to, like, I just want to say that. I am so, so dumb. Because literally, the only reason I got this was for, like, John Leguizamo. And I wasn't even, like, under the influence of any drugs or alcohol. I was just bored and stupid. And I was like, yeah, yeah maybe, maybe, I, <laughs> yeah, maybe I should get this. I I don't know what I was thinking. You were just probably thinking of Chichi Rodriguez. <laughs> hey, little Latin boy in drag, why are you crying? It's, like, it's so weird. Like, the idea basically is that the only people who can gain superpowers from this drug that some black ops government agency has concocted is being like explo- exposed to enough radiation and then also being like lat- Latinx. Okay. And so the character that isn't John Leguizamo that's in this book that looks kind of like John Leguizamo, uh, he has the most radiation, so he... He has the most radiation. Okay, so he's the strongest. So he can probably take these experimental prescription drugs because... He will, like, yeah, be the one who's the most successful. But, sorry, I missed a whole part about how the system puts, like, black and brown bodies into the prison system. And that the people that they're, like, experimenting these drugs on are from the prison system. Okay. Okay. It's saying, it, it is trying to say something, and I don't, it's not, what it's saying isn't wrong, so I think that's, like, the aspect of it I liked, but it was also just, I don't know, man, it was just, like, watching the worst action movie you've ever seen. 
I don't want to. I don't want to be mean about okay, it. No, that's it's, fair. That's it fair because bad. there is a message for it. Yeah, there is a message. It's not bad. It's not bad. I just didn't like it. Okay. I just don't feel like it was. Well, I'm done. All right, that's fair. I, I'm done. I don't want to say anything else because I don't think anything else I would say would make sense. Okay. So, Eternals. This, this is, is issue number seven. This is uh, starts a new story arc. Um, I am. I'm personally. I was just telling Champ. I'm very, very confused by this. I do know the whole Icarus plotline. I understand that one. I follow that one. But the other ones, I, I am just a little confused by, and I don't, I don't know if I like missed something. Uh, well, basically, in the last story arc, the Eternals found out that when they come back to life and resurrected, they take basically kill a human. Mm-hmm. Uh, part of the Eternals decided to break off and go to what Cersei's boyfriend's planet Lum- of the Deviants, Lumeria. Yeah. And they're there now, and stuff's getting all shook up because that's not a, a good place for them to be necessarily. Right, and Druig is still working with Thanos. Yeah, and they're trying to... Uh, well, Druig is trying to convince Thanos to run for Prime Eternal, which he does. But there's obviously, because Druig is very manipulative and backstabby, that there is a reason why he wants him to do it. So yeah, it's just... Okay, okay, so I, I do yeah, understand. I think it was just, I don't know, it's a lot. Yeah, there is a lot. It's, go- there it's is, very dense. So which which is weird was, because it's like, there there aren't a lot of words, but mm-hmm. there is like a lot going on. And that cover is so good. It's so good. I love this cover so much. I, I did I did really like this peach cover, which is why I got it. Because mm-hmm. this is also very good. But that cover is also very good. Mm-hmm. Um, the art in this book is just as always. Yeah, it's not big. It's just insane. Stellar. I don't know how he's so good. I don't know. And Matthew Wilson on the colors too. Like I, I don't think I will ever read a book where he does colors that I don't just absolutely mm-hmm. adore. Mm-hmm. He's very good. Yeah, yeah. Good book. I think it does take a lot of. I want to. I don't want to say work to read it, but I think if attention. Yeah, attention and probably need to be a comic book fan yeah and at least have like some knowledge of what you're reading because i i went in there knowing wh- what how it takes place or where it takes place mm-hmm. after which issue it takes place but i didn't know anything about them and it does a really good job of explaining like who the characters are in regards to each other and the world yeah but i sure. think it would be a little easier if you do did know some of that information prior just me personally. Yeah, like, no, I, I don't disagree with yeah, that. I, it is, like I said, it, it is very dense and it can get pretty confusing, especially because I didn't know who the characters necessarily were. And but. there are a lot of characters. Yes, yes. And I do get them mixed up quite a bit, too, because some of them are very similar in, like, name. So, I don't know. I, I do really, really enjoy yeah, it. And same. it is a very challenging read. And normally I hate those kind of books because I just want my comics easy with pictures. But... <laughs> It's worth it. It is very much worth it. Okay, I have uh, Batman Urban Legends. This is issue number nine. This is a part of the Fear State DC stories. I have not read this one yet. There was 
I had a lot going on the last few days, so I just didn't really have a chance to read it. But this is finishing up all the stories that started in the previous issue. And I believe a couple of them are from the one before. But this ties up the Batman Urban Legend chapter of Fear State, um, because that is coming to an end. Uh, the next Batman issue, 117, that is also the last Fear State issue. So, and then a bunch of new people are going to be writing DC books. I don't know if this is going to continue going. Mm-hmm. I didn't even see it in DC Connect. I didn't even think about it. Oh, yeah, so, I didn't. Yeah, I just... Uh, since I had taken it off my poll. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll see if... Because it seems like in this, all of the stories are ending. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't say anything. And usually there's at least one so that it continues on into the next one. But from what I am seeing, they all seem to be ending. The finale... Okay, so there's at least one, but we'll see. Sorry, I just got excited. <laughs> um, but yeah, as far as I know, this... Damn, that artist. Okay, I need to stop. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't read it yet. Batman Urban Legends issue number nine. There's at least going to be one more issue left. I don't know if it'll continue going after that. We'll see. All right, I also have a, a Batman book. This is Robin and Batman. This is by Jeff Lemire and Dustin Wynn. Uh, this is issue number one. I've been actually pretty excited about this book since they announced it because I love Dustin's art so much. It's so good. Uh, I really like the story just about Robin and Batman and their relationship, especially when they were starting or Dick and Batman. Dick and Batman. Love that. Uh, well, Dick and. Dick and Batman. Yes. Batman and Dick. Batman's Dick. <laughs> God damn it, dude. So yeah, it's just about their relationship and how that, like, how kind of tumultuous it was. And I don't know. I just like it a lot. I think it's really interesting. Just especially off this first issue. And I like I said, the art is so good. It just looks... I don't know, like that Batman. I like mm-hmm. that Robin. I I like Alfred a lot, as always. For the most part, that's always one of my favorite characters. But yeah, it's just a good-looking book and a good story. I think, especially with, like, three issues, it won't be too bad. And if they do more, that's fine. You would be okay with I it. I would be okay with it. As long as I don't get into, like, a descender situation again. Oh, my God. Can't imagine how much... I, I would... Uh, this is Stillwater. This is issue number 11. This is pretty deep into the story as well. Mm-hmm. The baby is in control of the city. <laughs> as, yeah. Uh, when I say baby, I mean the kid, Galen. Um, yeah. power, he pretty power much... Power too. Yeah, he pretty much took over and... Yeah, it's just a year after the last issue. Uh, some of the kids have left town, and uh, main boy's mom. I keep can never remember what his name is. Thomas. No, that's Daniel. Not it. Daniel. Okay. Yeah, his mom has. Yeah, because he has two different names. Yeah. Ship tried to fuck us up real bad with this one. It was like they'll never remember this dude's name. He knew. He knew. <laughs> we can't even get his name right half the time. Um, but yeah, no, this is, uh, it's still really good. I think it's, it feels like it's winding down. Yeah, if it's not winding down, then it's just, like, at least one more, at least one more story. Yeah, because they do have a a lot of loose ends to tie up, but it's just, 
Like you said, power corrupts, and when you're a kid, you just don't... You have no idea what the fuck you're doing in that little child body, even though you have a grown man head, so... Yeah, but I mean, you're still trying to... Yeah, and there's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, I think it's really... I think it's really good. I really do like it. I think it's kind of, like, slow going in its own way. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, I do like it, and I do, like, think it's an interesting idea. Yeah, I like it a lot. I like that it started off as, like, a horror, and now it's more just, like, a psychological... Yeah. More of, like, a thriller, I would say. It does have a horror aspect to it still, but it's not... Not the kind of horror that I thought it was going to be. And it has, like, that political, like, yes. aspect to it, for sure. Yeah. No, it's really good. I think especially, yeah, the art's great, too. Beautiful. Okay. That's it. Okay. You go for it. I don't have anything else unless you do. I don't. It's 11 issues in. I don't. <laughs> okay. Um, I have Excalibur. This is issue number 25. This is one of the only X-Men books that I have been keeping on my poll, and it's uh, I'm starting to question it now, mostly because of this issue. I did really, really enjoy this issue. Um, King Arthur is fighting Betsy and the Excalibur crew to try to take over the other worlds. Um, Saturn and the Citadel are being attacked. That's pretty much it. My The reason why I said I don't know why I'm keeping this is because the main reason I wanted to keep it was because I really, really like the group. I like the dynamic a lot, but I feel like a lot of the book while the characters are really well evolved i don't get enough of everyone else it's mostly just betsy okay and it's fine like i I get it but i i just kind of want more from everyone else like i want jubilee and gambit i want them to be able to say more things gambit said one thing in here Mm -hmm. that was it and which is again it's fine i get it they're in like a war but like you show them fighting why can't they say anything yeah. It was, it's just weird. Like, it's all the focus is on Betsy now. Like, she is Excalibur. No one else is a part of it is what it feels like. Okay. But, yeah. That's, fair. that's it. Betsy makes some bold moves in here. and I, I do want to tell you there was, like, some sort of gambit discourse today on Twitter. That makes sense. He's a fucking freak. Uh, I don't even remember what it was necessarily, but I will tell you the only opinion I gave because I didn't want to, like, wade into seeing what the actual discourse was about. I just said, Gambit is a wife guy. My opinion on Gambit is he is he is a wife guy. That's fair. Yeah, this was that's that's fair. It seemed true. I yeah. Just wanted to put that out into the universe. Give my opinion into manifesting d- discourse. Yeah. I don't know. I. I I have no opinions on Gambit, honestly. I have tons, and some of them are good, and some of them are bad. I just don't, I don't know why I like him so much. It's fair. If I knew that dude in real life, I'd punch him so hard. My first, my first tweet idea, though, was, I'll tell you, my only opinion on Gambit is that Heather loves Gambit, so, and I love Heather. So, right. (laughs) Yeah, by transient properties, I also, I guess, love Gambit. I feel like he would be a really fun friend to have. I don't, I don't agree, but this is a whole. (laughs) um, I mean, he, okay, this is just a little, a little side note here. Brayden the other day said, do we have a deck of cards? I said, no. So he could be Gambit? No, he's learning magic tricks right now. He wants to learn magic tricks with cards. But my first thought was, do you have tele, or do you have what, the the abilities? The pyrokinesis, whatever the fuck it's called. (laughs) Um, But one of my favorite things that he did one time with the deck of cards is 
he was holding it and he said, Gambit, and just flung it at me and it hit me right in the glasses. And it was one of the funniest things that he's ever done in my life. Maybe that's why I like Gambit is because I imagine Brayden as Gambit and it's just so much better. I almost did a spit take. I know, I would have loved that, except all my comics. All your comics, yeah. And I would have been like, welcome to the club. And then I would be like, Chris, you gotta clean up a big mess. I'm not doing it. But yeah, no, I, I don't know what it is about Gambit that I love so much because he is a turd and he is a big piece of poo, but... There's something about him where, and I say, when I say I think he would be a fun friend, I mean because he is so fucking dumb that I would have fun being his friend. Not that I think that he would be like, yo, let's go fucking party, go find ladies. I don't, I'm not into that kind of shit, but. He's a wife guy. He doesn't want to find ladies. Now he is. Now he is. He never used to be. Like when I first started, he was like, let me find all the ladies I can. Let me try to fuck Rogue, but she doesn't want me. She's going to kill me if she touches me. That sort of thing. But he was still into it. So it was like weird. But I feel like he would be fun to hang out with because if he said something stupid, which is 90% of the shit that comes out of his mouth, I wouldn't feel bad about calling him out for it. That's true. That's it. That's my... Then he'd wife you. I hope so, dude. I hope so. I would teach him how to play cards the right way. You don't fucking throw... How many decks of cards do you have on you? Also, it just seems wasteful. It does. There, I did tell you about that time in that one issue of all-new Wolverine when he... No, I think it was actually X-Men Red. He throws a can of beans because that was just happened to be there. I do remember that. Yeah, like and me. I thought that was really funny because I was like, why are you just using cards when you have the ability to pick up like everything around <laughs> you? Why cards? You can throw cans, clearly. And that is more effective than a deck of cards. Whatever. But how many cans can you keep on you? How many cards can well, you Well, that's keep? the thing. He yeah. didn't have it on him. He just like... I, I know. I'm just saying like cans effective but like you know it's easy to have just like cards like in your pockets and yeah but dude (laughs) i'm not even gonna get into it okay i'm gonna it's stupid that's what i'm getting at uh we just discoursed Uh, (laughs) it's my discourse this is venom this is issue number one i just picked this up because of al and ram being on it and I don't know, Brian Hitch's art is really good. Eh, I, I don't really care about Venom. That's what I've learned. He's my favorite goth. Yeah, I mean, I did like his little chain bracelets, like I told you. Mm-hmm. Uh, this takes place after Donny Cates' run. So Eddie is in space and Dylan is on Earth trying to kind of Eddie's son. Okay. That's uh, fair. I was like, oh, who the fuck is Yeah, sorry. Uh, dealing with, like, him and Eddie are together now. Not That sounds weird. Are a family now. <laughs> okay. And, but Eddie's in space and has kind of been, like, I don't know, losing track of time and just doing space shit, which makes sense. That's fair, yeah. He's calling himself the king in black. Uh, so he's in space. Dylan's dealing with just shitty teenage Earth life. Aren't we all? <laughs> and stuff goes south. Like how far south? Real south. Like Texas south? I Antarctica south. The deep south. I don't know if Antarctica is Antarctica. 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 
Oh my god. Antarctica. Wow. Antarctica. That's not south, is it? No, that's that's north. I don't know my continents. Anyway, stuff goes bad. It goes side sideways. Sideways. Okay. That I get that. I don't need to ask what sideways is because I know that. So yeah, things go bad, and this is kind of like where that takes off. Okay. Did you get a new a new bad guy? I guess. Who? I can't remember his name. Okay, that's fair. Abomination. That's not. That's not <laughs> the it. The abomination. <laughs> it's Obamacare. <laughs> I just waved at the camera. Okay. <laughs> All right, we got May's book. This, this is, is oh no, no go ahead. This is number three. It's May's book. This is a Jeff Lemire book. He does everything mm-hmm. besides letters, mm-hmm. and this also pretty I guess deep in for a, it's only five issues. Yes, I did read that. So yeah, it's uh, Will is solving the maze that his daughter left for him and he meets up with his neighbor finally and she does kindly things for him takes care of him because he's not taking care of himself and he discovers some things about the city that he's in i really do like this book a lot i love it so much it's just it's so it's so like cerebral on its own like merit yeah it's very strange um, and he does what, like, most hipsters do when they, like, learn what sacred geometry is. I gotta get tattooed on me. Yeah. Oh, this image is sick. You know what would be real cool? Let's get tattooed. Yeah. I, I love it. I suggest it. Worth a read. Um, it is pretty deep. Yeah. Heavy. Heavy, he- deep. Yeah. Not, like, thick in the story. Yeah. I mean, it is it's now, the, but, yeah. but yeah, it's it a man heavy. dealing with the death of his daughter and not able to come to terms with it, so he's doing things. The most. The most. All right, I'll go, I'll go on. Okay. Uh, this is regarding the matter of Oswald's body. What a long-ass Fallout Boy title. Yeah. This book is a lot. I do believe I put it on my poll, so I will read more of this. It's introducing a team put together by a dude you don't quite know, who is obviously working for somebody you don't know. And he's just like, we're going to go... Because doesn't Lee Harvey Oswald's body go missing? That's the, the, not the idea, but it's that, like, the body that's in Lee Harvey Oswald's grave is not him. Okay, okay. I knew it was, I knew it was something like that, but I couldn't remember exactly what it was. Yeah, so he, they, at the beginning of this, are digging up the body, and then I believe it goes back into the past, and he's, like, putting together the team. There is a lot of... Like, back and forth in time. Yes. So, the beginning, yeah. They're digging up the body. And in the past, he's putting together the team. And then I think it's going to okay go from there. It's the not bad. It's really cool. The art is really good. I, I do like it. Like I said, it's just... There was a lot going on in that first issue. Because it was just like, oh, okay. 
I'm getting introduced to so many characters. There's, <laughs> when I opened the book, I was like, oh, this is never a good sign. Yeah, I was going to ask about that. It's it's not bad. It's just like, it's talking about wraiths okay. and the idea of like doubles or, you know, people who... Doppelgangers. Doppelgangers. Telling me we started on doppelgangers. I can't and, do it. And then it ends in the same thing. So it's not like... It's not that much. It's only one page, but it was one of those things where I was not prepared when I opened it. I was like, oh, god damn it. So then I knew it's always kind of, bad news when you start with that much word. Yeah. Especially when you're not prepared. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I liked it. It was interesting. I'm, I mostly want to just see where it goes. Cause it's like, okay, I have the characters now give me what they're doing. Which I, I, I think, I, you know, it's... Would I enjoy lead. it? Uh, I think you would. Okay. I, but I'm not... When I say that, I don't know. I'm not 100% sure. Especially based on this first issue. I feel like if I gave it one more issue, I'd know. Because I don't feel like, at least right now, it's about Lee Harvey Oswald's body. But you don't really get that right now. Okay. You just know that what they're doing is dealing with all of this. Okay. That's fair. Because I kind of wanted to read it, but I just I mean, haven't. I would say just read it off the wall and then see how you feel. Yeah. Okay. All right. So now, okay, are you ready? Yes. Okay. So then we have, uh, what's the furthest place from here? I've been very excited about this. Yeah, this has been a very exciting one. And this is by Matthew Rosenberg and Tyler Boss. And then Hassan, can you do this last part for me? Atsame Elahu. Atsame Elahu. We're going to have to look that up. Yeah, I, I can't. Um, I can't do it. Hassan Atsame Elahu. Hmm. Okay. That's one I cannot figure out. So, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. We we really tried. Um I really was excited and I'm honestly glad I waited to read it just because of how thick it was and how much story there is here and the colors and everything about it. Honestly. Yeah, it's it's very very good. It's a it's a post-apocalyptic story. Yeah. And the adults are turned to creatures, it seems like, and the people that are living are, are kids or teenagers. Yeah, younger, younger folks. Uh, it's weird. They're set up into factions, um, gangs, I guess. Yeah. And they all have their rules, obviously, about the turf that they're on and just... God, looks so good. I know. I'm, I'm like flipping through the art again. It's just incredible. It's yeah. so much fun. Yeah, I love... I think one of the things I love about like Matthew Rosenberg and Tyler Boss is just like the way they set up comics and like the way the, like this book flows is insane. It just flows so well. And I mean, I know that they, in their own way, are trying to make it feel like a movie. It's a, it feels like a movie. Mm-hmm. Especially like the first few pages, like when you're introduced to it. Uh, like the characters and like the the situation that they're in, mm-hmm. like that in particular, and then and then like the lettering and yeah. stuff too, like the way like 
introduces the writers and like or the creators rather and yeah I don't know it's just so good and I'm I'm really excited to see where it goes one of our friends and I were talking the other day and I asked them why they like hadn't picked this book up and they were like well just because it's like it's a comic book that deals with music and I don't really like those it's it's and I was it doesn't though and that's why I was like I don't like I yes and no like I don't know what to I don't know how to tell you that like that isn't all it is because there's so much more to that to the book which I that's why I feel like I should mention this because there it isn't just that it's like yes it takes place in a record store part of it and yes these people are picking out records that kind of represent who they are but it's not that's not the focus of the story yeah like the way it i guess i do get that from the way that it was solicited that it's like this is all the story is about and it's not it is a a small small part of what is happening it is important but it's not again the main focus of the story it's yeah i can see why that would be confusing especially if you don't know anything about the book but it is more than that it just plays a portion of importance into what the main characters are all mm-hmm. about yeah i've been excited it looks good it feels good it and the story was really solid i'm i don't know i'm excited to see where it goes and i mm-hmm. think it's i think it's worth it i think it's worth a read like yeah for sure it's so good Okay, well, we have to go. We're done. We're done. We'll see you later. Uh, You know, go support your local comic book stores. Give them... Stores? (laughs) Give them all the money you can. And uh, support your local libraries. Take care of your friends. Take care of people you don't know. Be a good person. Heather, anything from you? Love everyone. Okay. So we'll see you... On the flippity flip. Let's hear your Gambit discourse. <laughs> give give me your opinions on Gambit. Please, I need to know. And if you don't know, that's fine too. Just give me any opinion. I don't fucking care. All right, goodbye.